0: Hey guys, this is Jason from Nerd News. If you're digging what we're putting down, I need you to do me a favor. I want you to go check out Cloud9 Comics. The guys over there, they really, really know their stuff. They've got CGC-graded things. They've got raw comics. They've got movies. They've got toys. They've got all kinds of stuff that you're definitely, definitely going to dig. You can check them out. Their store is on eBay. You just search Cloud9 Comics, cloud number nine and comics. You'll find access to the whole store. You can just kind of search through. Everything is categorized. Um, If you need to get a hold of them directly, you can give them a call at 314-691-2864. Or you can always hit them up with email at cloud9comicsandmore at gmail.com. That's Cloud9 Comics. Always buying, never disappointing. Thank you for tuning in to Entertain the Geeky. Your source for nerd news. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Nerd News. This is Jason with you as always. I'm joined by Chris. Guys, what's going on? <laughs> we uh, we got we got a lot a lot of stuff that has popped up, including some things that popped up literally right before we sat down to record this that we had to uh, we had to check out and talk about. So
1: absolutely,
0: I'm just going to start that because I'm very excited about it. There's some Star Wars trailers for the trailer. That's right. There's A little. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is that is where you know we're in a very odd place as a society because trailers are getting trailers
0: now. They're like, hey, tomorrow you're gonna get a trailer. I mean, it's 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 hype. It's 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 definitely uh, made me very excited. I mean, I was like a little kid. We're All that needed that.
1: to happen was what happened with Mark Hamill. He says, hey, don't. Uh, he's like, tune into Monday Night Football yeah, know, for right? something, and you're like, oh, oh. Luke Skywalker said to tune into
0: Monday Night Football, I know, right? so. <laughs> <laughs> and then he quickly retracted that statement and was like, no, no, that's not what I was talking about. Never mind. Yeah, Disney probably called him and they were like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah. And then they just, the you know, Lucasfilm Lucasfilm kind of, you know, made an official announcement about it and just said, well, yep, that's what we're doing. During Monday Night Football on October 9th, we will show a new Star Wars trailer. Probably the, the last Star Wars trailer that we'll see. Until Aside December. from, like, short TV spots. Yeah. Um, yeah, until December because... I mean, we're, we're that close. I mean, it's it's October. It is not far away at all. We got a couple of movies in between to, to keep us excited until then. But Very uh, excited. Yeah, Star Wars Star Wars: The Last Jedi. It just it looks great. And they, they showed off a couple, <laughs> couple of little things, which seems like footage we've seen already. But it did its job in, in hyping me for the trailer. So we'll definitely get, get into that next week. But uh, something that did pop up today is a new Justice League trailer. It did. And... I guess maybe they were they were hoping that the, the few little new things that were in it would kind of get us excited about, uh you know, Joss Whedon's take on this idea. But, I don't know, a lot of the footage was just stuff we've already seen in other trailers and spots and, and footage. It was too far into it for Joss Whedon to really... I mean, uh, do a lot. Like he did the reshoots, right? We've we've talked about on the show before, though, how extensive that kind of stuff they've been doing is. You know, they've they've really, at first, it was like, oh, we just we're changing a couple of things, and then it went on for a little while, and they went, actually, it's kind of a lot. <laughs> so, Fair enough. Fair enough. we might see a movie that still retains what Zack Snyder's intention was, but goes about getting to the conclusion in a different way. It looks like a Zack Snyder flick.
1: Well, I mean, I mean the, based that's... on the.
0: Sure, that's a little un- bit of undeniable because he did most of the, you know, previsualization mm-hmm. and and design work for who these characters are going to be in this film and the, and their enemies and things like that. So aesthetically, I think what we will see is is a Zack Snyder movie, and there's probably things in there that we'll think, man, that's very Zack Snyder. But based on the extensiveness of these of these reshoots that they've done, and the fact that the trailer they just showed today only shows a couple of new scenes. Uh, implies that we might get a, a movie with a very different structure than it originally was intended. Maybe. Um, what one of the things that Joss Whedon can say, you know, can on his resume that, that looks good for him in this in this regard is Avengers. Well, yeah, I mean, how yeah. he managed to juggle all of the 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 kind of very disparate storylines of these characters and bring them together into one singular story um, was just amazing. Well, that first Avengers movie is magical. Yeah, and it's um. structured in a way that works it's it's
1: been done better than probably i mean it's been done better than all the
0: other avengers movies i mean it's it's definitely been done better than avengers 8 <laughs> voltron we've yet to see infinity war i think i, I mean Wars... I'm, I'm
1: even saying captain america civil war is an avengers movie because that's like a yeah
0: that's like a 2.5 that was pretty much yeah avengers <laughs> two and a half um but yeah i mean i i definitely think that what we might get through Joss Whedon is, is a story that ma- brings these characters together in a more logical, kind of thought-out way than than what Zack Snyder probably would have originally intended, and it's just, oh, happy accidents, and oh, you discovered this guy, and oh, you discovered this guy. My mom said the same name. Right, and all of these weird things that, that he's just known for you know, conveniently tying his plot together with, um, I think that's what we we're going to see, and, and hopefully Joss Whedon can bring a little more structure to that idea. Hopefully he comes in and he's like, that was stupid. <laughs> let's fix this I mean Joss Whedon is definitely a fanboy of Snyder of, of, well he's definitely a fanboy of several different things but he's he's a big fanboy of DC and Superman and Batman he's always enjoyed those characters and he's not been you know he's been public about that and what he what he digs so I think he's going to bring the perspective of someone who's also directed a superhero movie like this and the perspective of someone who really respects the source material Like kind of reveres the source material if if some of his interviews are are to be believed, you know. Um, So hopefully he can clean up the mess that they've made along the way and and use this movie as a way to show we are going into the future stronger, right? We understand the problems that you've had with these films um, as fans, and we want to kind of streamline that back into something that you can enjoy. And Justice League, I think, is they're they're putting a lot of eggs in this basket and hoping that this really works well so that their other movies can, can get a strong response as well. I mean, Wonder Woman's been their saving grace thus far. and But see, that's one movie in five, four, four five, that yeah. they've done. Um, four movies that they've done that's been good. It's been well-received by fans. Yeah. Um, so their track record's not looking good. Justice no, not League not. is the linchpin. This needs to work, or the future might be in jeopardy for this film franchise.
1: We'll see.
0: Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, um... So, turning back to Star Wars for a minute, the um, Battlefront 2 beta has been made available for fans if they would like to, uh, open beta. Um, It's pretty awesome. You only get access to, you know, some features and some things that, you know, let's be honest, it's beta, might not even make it into the final game. Um, But the gameplay feels a little more well-structured to the, I mean, for me, PlayStation controller. Um, it, It... it definitely feels like it's going to take the Battlefront series back in a good direction, back in a direction that it's most be a real fans. Game. Well, I mean, most fans miss out on the you know galactic conquest type stuff mm-hmm. and the single player campaign missions, um, and it looks to be something that is going to address a lot of those issues and hopefully give Star Wars fans, you know, for the money that they're asking them to spend on the game itself and, and any DLC that drops over the subsequent months because you know they're always going to do that. Oh yeah. Um, so you're you're asking me to spend almost a hundred dollars on on a game, on a complete version of this game. It better be the initial fifty dollars better be worth it, and it seems like they're they're gonna make it worth it so that the bonus content is just that a bonus to an already good awesome package. Ideally, ideally. I mean, I hope we can. We I'm can... afraid. I'm afraid. Why are you afraid?
1: After after the last Battlefront, so I bought that for Christopher. Uh... He was like, "Dad, I need Star Wars Battlefront." You were one of the unfortunates
0: it. that bought it, huh? I did. Yeah, me too.
1: Um, <laughs> and we got it and brought it home, and I was so stoked to sit down and play it because I had seen, I had just seen little bits of gameplay, and I'm like, "God, oh, the graphics are beautiful." It really um, was. And we start
0: playing it, and I'm like, "This game sucks." <laughs> like it was just a bad game. <laughs> I mean, if you're a fan of if you're a fan of things like Battlefield or or Call of Duty, it's right up your alley. I mean, with the with the, the kind of skills rewarded through, you know, huge progression items and things that you could only get by being very skilled and, and working very hard at the game, it rewards you just like Call of Duty does, just like Battlefield does. Um, dedication will reward you, but that's not what you want out of a Star Wars war no. game, um, especially since Battlefront in and of itself and Battlefront 2 had already really perfected uh, what this game should be. Um, and on a much smaller scale, I mean, can you imagine the kind of things that Battlefront 2 brought to the table being done today on a, on a next-gen console? It'd be insane. Right. It'd be insane. <laughs> well,
1: and on, the, on that note, why didn't
0: they just remaster the games for a next-gen console? I mean, there was talk about that at one point, but I think they really were putting all the eggs in the, uh, in the new Battlefront basket. Plus, with EA having the property now and DICE, um, that was not the original they weren't the original ones who created these games. Um, these games were done by independent developers and licensed licenses to them were bought by EA. Um, so it's hard, right? You can look at like Rocksteady who, when, when Batman Arkham Knight was released, there was such a fervor about what that game was that they went back and remastered asylum and city. Yeah. But those were, those all came from, you know, that same level. Um, it's, it's, you know that same company uh it was very easy for them to go back and change their own product when you look at a licensing issue through a company that acquires a, a game right it's different that's fair um so remastering them is something that maybe they could do but that would, it would have to sit down and renegotiate with the original creators they got disney money well, but you again, you have to renegotiate with the original creators. Uh, if they were smart about it, they would have put that into a, a contract when they sold them the rights to them in the first place. They've got Disney money. It doesn't <laughs> matter. But in, in any case, I think we are, we are hopefully going to get a game that is more reminiscent of what those games were with the next-gen power kind of backing it up. I dig it. I, I'm hoping. I mean, the, fingers crossed, you know. Did you get to play it at all? Um, beta, yeah, I've tried the beta, um, again, it's, it's very limited in what you can do, um, and, and the kind of features that you can experience, some of which, again, may not actually make the final game, so you kind of have to take this whole beta thing with a grain of salt, um, because even the control scheme might be different, you know, I've I've definitely played betas where I've gotten my hands on the, on the actual game later and went, this is not how I used to play this on the beta, so you have to kind of take it with a grain of salt, I mean, it's, it's fun, it's, it's engaging, it has, you know, the, it has the elements that we're hoping will make for a, a much more enjoyable gaming experience, but some of these things may make it, some of these things may not. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. They're basically looking for, what betas are done for is is to get fan input. Yeah, to get, well, I mean, you want right, to make the game right. To let, here's a bunch of free stuff for you to try out, and we will, you know, if you send us an email about these things, we will try to assess the problems you have, and we will try to assess the things that you think work. And then kind of further them into the gameplay. Um, so it's an interesting process to be a part of. Um, and it is an open beta. Anybody can go on, download it, and try it out. Um, it is a, a you know, completely open beta. Um, obviously, sometimes there are closed betas where you have to you know, be a member of an PlayStation.com yeah. and whatever and, and get an invite to try it out. Um, or have a specific gamer score or, or whatever, you know. That's how uh, World of Warcraft used to be. Yeah, I mean, when you, when you look at consoles, it's you know everyone thinks, oh, those little trophies, those gamer scores, that's silly. Um, it's just a way to make me seek out more of the game and what it has to offer. Um, they're actually not silly though. When you're when you're looking at those kind of closed beta situations, the people that are most often invited are the people that have very high gamer scores to play a lot of games, yeah. right? Um, they want those people's opinions, so there is there there is definitely uh, a reward for the kind of dedication that you can put into video games. You want to play some betas? Yeah, <laughs> but EA said nope. Open beta, everyone can access it. So we'll see. You know, I'm I'm excited to see what what the fans respond with and 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 what they they dig and what they don't and what the final the final game will actually be. I mean, that's all that matters is yeah. the final product. So yeah, I mean, I, I want to play the game. I'm excited to try it out. Um, so, some other things that, you know, not to be outdone by DC, um, <laughs> at New York Comic Con, uh, Marvel revealed a, uh, a trailer for Thor Ragnarok that basically played out more like a little featurette. Yeah. Um, with kind of interviews with Kate Blanchett and, and, um, Tom Hiddleston and, you know, the various other people, Chris Hemsworth that are, that are going to be in the movie about the goddess of death, uh, about her character, Hela. Um. And something, you know, the, the footage is very interesting. It kind of it kind of puts a different twist on a, a scene from the trailer originally where she breaks his hammer. They were kind of standing in like an alleyway. Yeah. Um, that scene's not going to happen in the alleyway. That scene's going to happen in like a field. Really? And Loki okay. is there as well. Um, so that was a big major thing that if you, you know, haven't watched the footage yet, go check it out because we're, we're, we're changing at least some of the structure of the movie um, based on what we originally had seen. Um, but... A thought had occurred to me that, you know, th- with with the story about to be Infinity War and Thanos and the Infinity Stones, we have one film between Thor Ragnarok and uh, Avengers: Infinity War, and that's Black Panther. And while I do think Black Panther will be will do a lot to probably further the plot of, uh, you know, Captain America and and Bucky because they are there, um, in Wakanda being you know sheltered by the Wakandans and by Black Panther. Yep. Um, I think Thor Ragnarok is going to be our movie where we're going to be setting up Avengers Infinity War. It's a very sci-fi take on a Thor film, which is not what we've seen up to this point. I mean, there has been science fiction elements, yeah. but they've mostly had Earth, you know, in the backdrop, right? Yeah. We're going to Earth, the Earthlings are involved in this big thing that's going on in the universe. Um, so it, it, it is interesting to see that if this movie is their setup for Avengers Infinity War, what we can probably look for is Thanos... Digging through the rubble of Asgard and finding the Tesseract.
1: As the Ooh. Tesseract is on
0: Asgard, as it is an in Infinity Stone. Um, which could be huge, right? I mean, that could be something that will, be, will go a long way to setting up that movie. And maybe replacing what we know of Thanos in the comics to what we will know of Thanos in Infinity War, right? In the Marvel Cinematic Universe. As far as his affinity for death goes. His affinity for death, right? His affinity for death in the comics is the literal embodiment of death. Yes. The entity that is there when you die um that rules the underworld so hella is the goddess of death right she is i don't really know how to distinguish them other than one is the ruler and one is the ferryman yeah right like yeah <laughs> that's probably the best way to describe them death in the comics is the ferryman hella in the comics is the ruler of the land of the dead. Yeah. But the Norse land of the dead, so you, you It's could, not really the normal land of the dead, either. Right, right. I mean, you could... There's different ways of, to look at it. But regardless, Thanos worships death. So what we could understand is that Hela, as a character, might be much more important than we're initially thinking. Yeah. Right? She could be what they're going to use to represent Thanos' fanatical love of death. Which would be fun. I think yeah. that would be fun. And it would also make, you know, uh, Hela, who is shockingly and stupidly the first female villain that they've used in a movie because they have some great female villains in the comics and they barely scratched the surface of what they could do with those characters but that would allow her to not only be a part of what this film is but be a part of future films you know even after Thanos is defeated you still have Hela she is still there right and Thanos I don't know if we'll get you know Thanos destroyed by the events of this film Um, or just defeated and kind of sent off with his tail between his legs into the galaxy, knowing that he can't mess with Earth anymore. Um, Regardless of what happens, though, we still have to have plans for the future, and introducing brand new villains that are so important this late in the game means you're going to use those as a setup for future films. Oh, yeah. I mean, Loki in the comics has worked with Hela various times to undermine Thor and Asgard and and try to destroy the Earth and all of these things. So you have a potential great team-up for those characters right there. Um... I just, I really am am hoping that if this is a setup for the future, you know, Infinity War film, that these kinds of things are addressed, like Thanos finding the the Tesseract, like the relationship between him and Death being worked out, because um, that would just be really amazing, and that would reward fans who, you know, who have been faithful, who have been loving this yeah. since the beginning and not stopped supporting them, because there have been missteps along the way. There's no doubt about that. I Iron mean, Man too. I, don't, I think Iron Man 2 gets too much crap. Uh, well, not so much Iron Man 2. I think Iron Man 3 was my least favorite Iron Man movie. I, see, I liked Iron Man 3, but I'm a fan of Shane Black as a director. And okay. I, the, very, the, the the movie very much felt like a movie that he did, you know. I
1: didn't care for it. We're way late on this one. Uh, <laughs> but I did not care for the uh, how they did Extremis. And then Iron Patriot is Norman Osborn. They didn't have the rights to him at the time. But I'm like, you just leave the Iron
0: Patriot out of it altogether then? I mean, and he's... Come on. They found a way to work it into their story well, though. And let's be honest, if you didn't know the comics, which is a huge part of Marvel's fan base, a huge one of the greatest things Marvel has done is made movies for everybody. Made movies that even if you don't know who Iron Man is, you can still sit down and watch Rob Johnny Jr. and be entertained and enjoy the film. As a fan, I want the hat tip to me. I mean, I get it, right? But the Mandarin, the whole plot with the Mandarin... Is something that if you don't know the comics comes as a welcome surprise at the end of what is pretty much a very entertaining film where we, we get to see Tony dealing with the fact that his his brain is trying to process this larger world that he never expected. He's a very science-minded guy. He never yeah. expected things to be so big and, and, and coming to terms with his broken suit and having to understand that he's the hero. The suit is just a facilitation of that heroic nature that he has. Um, so there's... To a, to a non-comic fan, that whole journey is great, and the Mandarin thing is a welcome twist that you're like, oh my god, I didn't see that coming. The wow. terrorist guy is actually a joke, and this guy's the real bad guy? That's great. So I, what I do is, is when I sit down and watch these movies, I try to look at it through the lens of that audience member, right? The audience member that doesn't know the source material that can just sit and enjoy Ant-Man for who Ant-Man is. Not
1: try to pick apart.
0: Ant everything. Man was
1: a fun flick, though. What? Like I, I went into Ant Man very different than I did Iron Man three.
0: <laughs> There's been a lot. They've done a lot of really, really fun movies, and I hope they continue to be successful. I can't wait to see Black Panther. I can't wait to see Infinity War. These are movies that I'm very, very excited about in the future. What What else you got? Um, so, with you know, without being left behind, New York Comic Con is also a comic convention. So some big announcements for the comic world come out, and one of the big ones uh, that I'd like to talk about is uh, Jeff Johns and Doomsday Clock. Yeah. Um, there was a panel. He he talked about a lot of the build up to this and and what it's going to be and how it's going to be received and how it's going to fit into the larger story. Um, but one thing that was really surprising that he said was uh you know a a person in the audience asked you know hey what do i have to be reading to to kind of get the prelude for this what do i have to be reading to understand these events um and arguments can be made about you know reading superman or reading action comics where they're doing the mr oz storyline that's obviously connected to this in some way yep um but jeff johns responds with have you read Watchmen? that's all you need to read So apparently, this in and of itself is a sequel to Watchmen set in the DC universe. Interesting. Um, That all you have to understand about these motivations and the setup for all of this is that story. And, uh, you know, somebody asked about Before Watchmen as well, and he was like, you don't have to read Before Watchmen. It's great, you should read it, because it's really fun. You don't have to. Just read Watchmen. Just read Watchmen. If you've read Watchmen, you you are ready to read Doomsday Clock. Which I'm very surprised by, because it's a Superman story right <laughs> that's exciting though that's actually really exciting <laughs> yeah and and it definitely uh you know it breaks a trend that the comic industry is so well known for is that look if you want to understand what's going on in this big story arc you have to have been reading all of these stories yeah right because that's the build-up that's where we're building up to this big crossover event where cap and iron man are going to be together and they're going to be side by side and it's they're working towards the same goal and all of these things um so that's, they're shattering a bolt, right? And I applaud Jeff Johns for what he's done with DC Rebirth and what he continues to do with with the stories that are being built out of it. Heck yeah. Yeah, I'm excited about Doomsday Clock. Good. Um, they also, to, 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 to be kind of strange and kind of compete with what Marvel's doing, because Marvel's got these, you know, legacy books. We've talked about this on the show before where everything's returning back to its original numbering. Um, and they put up this new little logo in the corner. Um, they've got the, the, the banner going across the, the top. Yep. That kind of is indicative of their old style, right? And DC, not to be outdone by that, has showed off their new logo, um, which takes away the Rebirth um, title. Because at this point, you know what this is. We've done this. This is what we're doing. Um, we're dropping the Rebirth banner because we don't need that anymore. And they're going back to the all all the information being right in the corner of the book. I love that. Right, that's such a '90s, '80s, even before. That's kind of how it thing. should be. Right, all the information: the, the number, the price, <laughs> the picture of the main character. It's all right there in the corner
1: where and it's supposed it, to be.
0: <laughs> where it's supposed. I to I don't be. need a banner across the front. It, like
1: you get these beautiful covers, yeah, beautiful artwork, yeah, and they're like, we're gonna slap a banner on top of it, I'm I'm like put some no. text over the picture, no, you know, like, yeah, you leave that alone, right? So that it's good that they're doing that.
0: Yeah, and I, I think it's a it's an interesting move um, that shows. You know, because there's an argument that can be made that Marvel Legacy was in response to DC Rebirth. And then there's also an argument that can be made that where we're moving forward with DC Rebirth was in response to Marvel Legacy. So both of these companies are trying to do the same thing insofar as they're trying to show that their history matters to them that as fans, we respect all the dedication that you have had in in collecting these old volumes and trying to read the whole story and understand every nuance and and piece of this character. And we wanna show you that we are still there. We are still respecting that legacy and we are still trying to show that those stories are relevant to us. So they're both achieving the same thing and I think it's really funny because they just keep trying to outdo each other. So rebirth, then legacy. Now a logo change because of legacy. Now a new logo for for rebirth, right? Because it's just a it's just an escalation competition between DC and Marvel, and I love it. It's a p and like, it's great. It's that PN contest, right? Yeah, and it, it causes them to you know to take the prices down to make the other company look like they're price gouging. So the other company takes their prices down. It's saving us all money. I mean, as comic here, fans, here's the thing, man. When you're paying four ninety nine for a regular book, that is obscene. It is. I mean, it's it's not it's. It's not obscene based in this day and age, but it would seem obscene to someone who used to pay twenty cents for a comic. (laughs) It seems obscene to me. (laughs) I've watched comics go from just under two dollars to all the way through the two dollar marks to the three dollar marks to where they are now at four and five dollars. It's just, it's just inflation. That's just a basic tenet of our economy. It's evil. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't affect the comic industry. It affects every industry. No. It affects the mom and pop industry who's <laughs> got to compete with places like Walmart and all those other things. But that's not what this show is about. Um, so, uh, you know, a lot of the announcements that have come out of New York Comic Con are, are pointing us in directions in comics that look, from Marvel and DC, that look like they're, they're really trying to show the fans that they care about them. New and old alike. Right, because you always want new fans. You always want to bring in new people with interesting stories and, and deviations from old stories. But You don't want to lose the ones that you have, but you don't want to lose the guys that have been dedicated to you for forty years. You know what I mean? And I've, I've met most of those guys personally. You know what I, I mean? Know. You have as well. No, I I You definitely know what I know. mean? So you don't want to you don't want to forget about those guys, but you also want to enjoy your new fans. You know, kids or 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 you know different demographics that you you haven't reached in twenty years. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Um, so hopefully. Um, if any of these, you know, announcements and kind of panels that they've done are to be believed, we've got a good future to look forward to with the big superhero comic guys. in Um, so we want to thank you for sitting in and listening to us talk about all these geeky things that we love. Um, Check us out on Facebook at uh, you know Facebook.com/EntertainTheGeeky. Check us out on Twitter at EntertainGeeky. I'm sure there's some Instagram stuff. E- easiest way to do this, guys, go
1: to EntertainTheGeeky.com. <laughs> you can follow us on all of our social media there. Like, comment, subscribe. We want to hear from you. So here's what I want you guys to do. This is your call to action this week for nerd news. I want you to get in there and I want you to tell us what you were most excited about from Comic Con.
0: Absolutely. I would love to hear that. And as we talked about last week, we are switching uh, Nerd News to a different channel through whatever, however you choose to find us. You'll always find us on the Facebook and the Twitter and all that stuff. Yep. But if you're looking for the episodes through Google Play or iTunes, um, just search Nerd News. There, we'll, we'll put all the episodes that we've done there so far up on there, and, and the new one will be there as well. Um, we talked about it last week. We're, we're giving you the final word this week. That is where you will find the show from here forward um so so definitely check it out find it there yeah we'll, we'll double post this episode
1: yeah yeah absolutely um, this yeah. one will get posted regular entertain the geeky it'll also get posted on nerd news we don't want you guys
0: to be afraid right but that's your that's your last warning that if you're next week you can't <laughs> find us you gotta go find the nerd news channel <laughs> but thanks for sitting in chris thanks for sitting in with us as Thank well Thank you. yeah, it's a pleasure. yeah absolutely Um, we'll talk to you guys next week hopefully we'll have some more stuff to talk about with that star wars trailer and and the future of some of these comics that we've got going on Um, until then guys stay geeky